I remember the first fish I ever caught is a little wild rainbow, Farmington Canyon. Maybe oh, that's cool. You remember that? Oh, I remember it vividly because yeah. that ruined my life. There's just something about it about inserting yourself into the natural process of things. It's a price I got to pay if I want to play. You know, I finished the slam twice. Took my wife and another guy. Yeah, that's that's a deep one right there, Cole. We're delving right into the meat of it. Just out of habit, just kind of popped into the thing. So when a young man catches enough fish, they have to eat a fish eyeball. You consumed the eye. It was salty. I have pictures. Do you want to see them? Yes, I do. Show me later. I'll show you later. Yeah. Okay, show me later. I started tying flies when I was about 11 or 12, and I didn't really oh, wow. pick up a fly rod until I was in my 20s. I always stop at the 7-Eleven off the Morgan exit and get a, a cheeseburger bite. Are we going to bananas? We're going to bananas. We're going to do that. I will throw down with you. I'll whip your ass if you bring bananas on this trip. We got back to our, uh, our room and I took everything off and I was wearing a Banana Republic shirt. We go in hard, we stay heavy, and we leave when we're done. All right, welcome everybody to the Leaky Waiters podcast. We are your hosts, Cole Larson and James Young. Wait, wait, time out. Leaky Waiters? Leaky. This is new. This is brand Tell new. Tell me more. This is so new. Leaky Waiters, this is us. Basically two dudes who don't care. Our waiters we, leak, man. They leak all the time. We spend more time goofing off and fishing than we worry about taking care of the important stuff. Usually our fishing trips end up with a lot of dares and drunken shenanigans, and our waiters end up with leaks, you know, because of that stuff. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of older. Sometimes my leaders didn't he wait. Just falls down. I, you know, I can fall in the water. Sometimes, you know, I just got to pee, and sometimes I just pee in the waiters, and it happens. The only one who has to deal with it is you. Yeah, but I'm all warm and fuzzy inside. That's it's, all, it's what's on the inside that really counts. It really anyways. does. Yeah, yeah. That's what ugly people say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I say it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel bad. I do too. Right on. Yeah. Well, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. Cole, glad to be here. You know what an adventure we've had up to this point. We have had a great adventure. You may have heard us previously on the Bug Huckers podcast, and you know we had a lot of fun doing those couple episodes. And we decided that out of respect for uh, London and everything that that crew did, we just wanted to leave it as it was. We didn't want to muck it up with our shenanigans all that much. So we decided to start fresh and kind of wipe the slate clean, so to speak. And now here we are with Leaky Waiters. So welcome. Glad you're joining us. Yeah, exactly. We kind of make it our own thing. Making our own you thing. You know, do start fresh. Uh, go in the direction whatever we're going to head to because we have zero idea where it's going to head to it's going to be fun though but it's just you and me man oh yeah and we have our uh, production (laughs) guy here brandon Uh, hey listen i couldn't be happier i thought um i didn't know what you were going to approach me with you know "Eh, we need to meet at the bar (laughs) (laughs) shit here we go uh and 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 as soon as you told me the idea i thought you know what that makes that makes a lot of sense and um i'm behind it 100 percent, and i'm really excited that you guys can have your own show, yeah. Leaky Waiters. So this is great. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for thank everything you. you've done for us. You know, uh, Banyan Co- uh, Collective has done a lot for us up to now, and they'll continue working with us. Why? We have absolutely no idea. <laughs> so hopefully one day we'll, th- they'll realize that they it's really the made beer. It's for, it's the, for the, beer. the beer. Yeah, yeah. for the beer. Yeah. yeah. Cutthroat. You know, uh, that, that they didn't make a mistake, that, you know, they did take a chance on us and, uh, we could do them proud. Uh, no, they they make us sound better than what we really are. Yeah, uh, that's but, true. But that, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's why you're getting paid the big bucks. You know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, I listen to some of these other uh, podcasts on the Banning Collective and think, 
man, they really want us involved in this. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, man, I, I, I'm honored, but at the same time, scared. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, you know, some, some places have to have, you know, the A team. They need to have a JV team. They needed to have guys who, the scrub team. I don't think Banyan had a scrub team, so here we are. I yep. think we're yep. the. You're the A team on the Fly Fishing Podcast, though. So that's right. That's stepped it. up time. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, well, thanks, man. Boy, you you know, are you sucking up for a pay raise or something? <laughs> Listen, I just want three beers next week. That's, that's it, three all. beers? Okay. I think we can do that. Okay, sweet. We can, we can range it. In fact, what are, what are we drinking tonight, boys? We've got Cutthroat. You went, you went to, to Cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I figured tonight beer. that would be a good one to start off with. It has a trout on it. It's a it's a nice pale ale. Um, excellent brew. It is an excellent brew. We appreciate uh, Uinta and everything they've done for us. Wait, what have they wait, done for us? Are they sponsoring us? us now? Well, they put this in the store, so I go buy it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I appreciate them doing that. <laughs> Thank uh, you for uh, providing us with this beverage. If you want to sponsor us, we'd be happy to discuss that. Discuss that. Yeah, exactly. Well, Colas, I think we should need to tell it, let everybody know who we are. Well, I know who you are. You've been called the songbird the song of your bird? generation. Oh, man. That's Among honor. other things, like the owner of Jimmy Young's Nymph Spray, songbird of your generation. Wait. Uh, my generation's from way back. What are you that's talking okay. about? I'm, I, I didn't say that. You did. No, no, but you're implying it, though. I didn't imply anything. I just said you're the songbird the of a song generation. The songbird of my generation. So basically, I'm, I'm just the old dude hanging out here is what that is. Well, James. You make me feel young. And <laughs> but you know what? You'll, I'll always forever be young. I mean, even though that's my name. Literally. Yeah, yeah I'll literally. Always, always be young. No matter how old I get. You've got that going for you. So, so let's just tell everybody a little bit about us. So fly fishing, how'd you get into it? What brought you here? Well, I'm, I retired about six years ago, moved to Utah. I had some family up here. Uh, never really thought I'd get into fly fishing, uh, but I've been involved in fishing all my life. I fished in, uh, let's see, New York, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico. And now that I've been here, you know, been all over, all over the region, you know, Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana. But when I first moved up here, um, I was looking for stuff to do, and I was at, uh, at a gun range one day talking to some guys. And they're like, do you fish? I went, yeah, I fish. So they're like, what about fly fishing? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, that, that's for the stuffy old men. And uh, I'm not old yet, but I'm not definitely not stuffy. So I got into it, took a class, got into it, and that's all I've done for six years now. Uh, went to, um, took the class. Wife got mad at me for fishing all the time, spending a lot of money on fly fishing gear. And I said, well, babe, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take all the money that I've spent on fly fishing. I'm going to start hanging out in the bars, drinking hard liquor, and chasing wild women. And she's like, baby, do you need another fly rod? Well, yes, I do. <laughs> so she's been real supportive. My wife, Bonnie, uh, will uh, fishes with me. And just for a side note, y'all will hear stories about Bonnie uh, throughout our deal in, in this as far as fishing stories and stuff. I love her to death. Very proud to have her as my wife. Why, I don't know why she married me. But anyway, she lets me get away with a lot of stuff. It's uh, a lot of fishing. So... Took the class, worked at a shop, a local shop, uh, decided I wanted to go to guide school to get my A game on, went to guide school, come back. And about four and a half years ago or so, almost five, I started over at Angler's Den in Roy, Utah. So I teach classes over there. I taught uh, fly fishing at Weber State University for two and a half years. I do private instruction. And basically when people say, what do you do for a living? I go, well... I'm retired, but right now I push hooks and sell hopes and dreams. So, man, that that is a great way to describe your job. I'm a hook pusher, and uh, so it's really cool. I, I 
I get to talk fishing, get to go fishing. Uh, my wife's uh, like, you can't fish all the time. Okay, I'm at the fishing shop. It's the second best thing. So I got into that, and that's all I've done. Uh, that's basically my life right now. It's something to shoot for for the younger crowd. You guys, he's doing it right. I yeah. tell you, I, I look at what James has got lined up in his life, and I'm like, Wait, that's is that what I, the sugar mama? Is that do. what that was? Is that how that happened? Well, <laughs> well, you know what? That doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. The sugar yeah. mama is a financial yeah. plan, right? Yeah, is it is a right? financial yeah. plan. But I will tell you this: I, I call my wife my sugar mama, and she's like, "I'm not that sweet." And I'm like, "Yeah, you are, baby." You know. But no, she she lets me go and do stuff. I mean, when I I wanted to, you know, want to go on a trip or go do something really outlandish, she's a hundred hundred percent behind it. I mean, so I'm I'm really really fortunate to have the support that she gives me on that. To so, all the wives out there listening. Take note, please. You know, if you want a happy man, let the man go fish. Let now him and go then. fish every now and then. And I'm not talking twice a year. That's not fishing. Well, maybe twice a week, you know. Twice uh, a week. It's it's good. That's, that's you know, that's a start. You know, and, 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 you, and, and you and I met probably, what, three years ago, probably at, uh, at, at Anglers. And yeah. Then, and yeah. then through uh, Trouts Unlimited. Yeah. I, I, I remember the day. I remember the first day I really talked to you. Um, I, I just recently got a pontoon boat. And I needed some parts and stuff for it. And you, you told, why are you giggling over there? <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to talk about that story. I've still oh, got yeah. the boat. That's all that counts. Not, a, not, not all the original pieces, but not we, all the original pieces. We, we digress, but that's another story for another time. But yeah, it was like, after that, I was like, man, this, this dude's cool. And we were just buddies. Now, when you got into fly fishing, did the sticker shock was there any sticker shock that it did the price of some of the stuff kind of get to you? Because it certainly got to me when I really started to get into it. And I was like, well, it's the price I got to pay if I want to play. You know, I've always believed in the old theory that you uh, buy once, cry once. You know, I don't like buying cheap gear. And when I got in, I mean, I outfitted myself and my wife. We went to the shop and we walked out of there with everything and then some. Yeah, it, it did. And, and I know working in the shop, you see a lot of guys come in, you're like, hey, you know, this is what it's going to cost to get into it. And then I always ask them, do you play golf? And they're like, well, yeah, well, this is cheaper than a quality set of irons. You know, it, it is an yeah. expense. It, is an, it does have an expense to it. But you don't, but you know, you, you really don't have to spend an exorbitant amount of money to buy all the top end gear to fly fish. And a lot of that is our luxury items, some of them are specialty tools. But you you just don't you just don't have to, and I see it every day at, at the shop. You guys come in and go, "Hey, I want uh, I want a fly line. How much is a good one? One hundred and thirty bucks. Whoa! How much is a good rod? Well defined, good. I want a top end, over a thousand bucks. And they go for a fishing pole, and I was like, no. There's a difference. You know the difference between you, you you know the difference between a a, a fishing a, a, between a pole and a rod. Oh, do I know? Yeah, the difference between a pole and a rod. Do you know the difference? Calling a fly rod is like a Marine calling his rifle a gun. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the difference, do the difference between a pole and a rod is about 200 bucks. Man, that, that's for a cheap rod. That's for a cheap rod. Yeah. But, but, but you can catch fish. In the 220 range. Yeah, 220 point. range is pretty good. But yeah, the sticker shot got me. You know, at first, because like, well, you know, I'm in it. And I know there's a deal called KSL that I could sell it on if I don't like this. <laughs> And the problem was when I uh, bought everything, and then I was like, you know what? There's better out there. So over over a period of time, I've 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 worked real hard, and I've I've acquired some pretty good uh, gear. But I just like nice stuff. Um, I know some of our friends give us grief, you know, give me grief for you know fishing the stuff I do. But you just tell them to make more money. I do. <laughs> you know, you know, I, you know I, 
It's like, you know, well, well you get should, a job. Well, you should, you know, work your whole life, get a career, get a pension check and have a part time job and have a sugar mama. And maybe you could do this. See, people, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. Uh, this is something you shoot for. You're not going to get it in your 20s. You, you get it when you retire and then you move to Utah and decide to become a fly fisher slash guide slash all around badass. So enough about me. What about you, Cole? When did you start fish, start fishing? So I started fishing, 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 fishing when I was about five. I remember the first fish I ever caught is a little wild rainbow. Farmington Canyon. Maybe. Oh, that's cool you remember that. Oh, I remember it vividly because yeah. that ruined my life. <laughs> in a good way. In, the, in a great way. Yeah, little uh, little wild rainbow. I caught it on a salmon egg, single salmon egg on a big size eight hook. It made it easy because they didn't swallow them. You could just pop it off and throw them back. And they were just little, you know, three, four inch things. And you could catch a hundred of them in an hour. And it was awesome. I spent a lot of years in that in that canyon, and that's when I started. And then things just kind of progressed from there. I graduated from dipping salmon eggs up to let's throw this spinner thing out here and reel it in and see what happens. Yeah. And that eventually morphed into let's tie a fly under a bubble, sink that bubble down. And then I started tying my own flies. And then I started fishing them with a the fly rod. I tied them before that. So you started tying flies before you even fly fished? Yeah. Correct. For, for years. I started tying flies when I was about 11 or 12. And I didn't really oh, wow. pick up a fly rod until I was in my 20s. Wow. You must have had a hell of a supply left. A what? A, a hell of a supply of flies after tying that many years. They were, they were mostly shit. <laughs> but, <I've>, well, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything, but I've seen your ties you did last week. I, you know. Uh. <laughs> hey, then we need to catch a fish once, right? That, that's it. Anyway. But yeah, so it just kind of progressed from there. And I've been trying to teach my kids that you know, fly fishing is the way, but it's not. And I, I do all kinds of other stuff. In fact, I've, I've recently decided that I want to try bass fishing this summer. Mm. Not like on a fly rod, but on like bass gear. I don't know. Yeah. Something about it just seems cool. So, no, I've been fishing for pretty much my whole entire life. Where do you bass fish in Utah? Manaway, Pineview. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some good Jordan yeah. L. East mm -hmm. Canyon's got good bass. There's there's actually some pretty solid bass around here. Oh, yeah. Is there any? There's no tournaments out here, is there? Uh, the bass club out of uh, Salt Lake area will come up to Manaway once a year. Yeah. Yeah, they'll run back oh, right. large mouth tournaments. Yeah, actually, it, uh, it's nothing like in like Georgia or anything like right, that. Right, right. I I watch those shows on TV. <laughs> They're pretty cool. They're serious, man. Like. Yeah. Do you Those have a life? Cool. No, <laughs> <laughs> I edit podcasts and watch like outdoor and sports TV. Oh, that's okay. Hey, <laughs> I'm not going to trash NASCAR because, okay. Anyway, since we're, talking, since we're talking NASCAR, <laughs> you know, you see these guys and are like, yeah, this is the driver's coach. I heard a told a joke one time told about this. How do you coach NASCAR? Okay. Drive fast, drive fast. Okay. Ready? Turn left. Okay. Drive fast, drive fast, drive fast. Okay. Ready? Turn left. I, mean, I heard that years ago, and it's like, that's absolutely true. All you do is drive fast and go left. That's it. That's like, how come we aren't doing that and making millions? I don't know. I mean, we I, forgot to drive because we, we don't have left. sponsors like yeah, maybe. Yeah. Budweiser and Old Spice. Yeah. Let, let's don't let's don't do the Dylan NASCAR on this. <laughs> let's, we'll, we'll piss off half the nation on that one. <laughs> Anyways, back to anyway, the task at hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we get distracted. It, it Shiny happens. squirrel. It happens. It happens. But yeah, so I, I fished and then I got involved with Trout Unlimited after I moved here to Ogden. I noticed that, hey, the river's full of garbage. We should clean it up. And then next thing I know, I'm the chapter president here. Yeah. And uh, Well, how long have you been yeah. president there of the uh, TU uh, chapter? Like, th I think three or f three years, I think. Three years now? I think, we're, I think we just passed three years. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good. It's been a good time. I've met a lot of really cool people. Done some cool stuff with good TU. experience. I've learned a lot about how uh, government works and our lovely state legislature. Yeah, and stream access laws and the way water is used mostly. Yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? It's a it's a convoluted mess, and it's amazing that anybody can navigate it. So it's a good thing that there are some good people. Yeah, we do have a lot of good people there. we work with on that. Totally. So fly fishing. So what does it mean to you? Why, why are you still fly fishing? Uh, because I invested a shit ton of money into it and now I'm invested <laughs> and I can't get out. <laughs> no, there's, there's just something about it, about inserting yourself into the natural process of things. And you're literally tricking that fish into eating something it thinks is natural. And there's just, it's so much more than just cast it, reel it in, cast it, let it sit there. It's, Okay, what's going on in the water right now? What's happening with the bugs? You've got. To, I tell everybody, if you want to be a good fly fisher, be an entomologist first. Exactly. So learn your bugs. You'll know what the fish are doing yeah. from there. And it's just interesting. I, really, it's just beyond that. And it just so happens that this big wiggly stick with a weird noodle line is what delivers that method. Yeah, it's kind of cool, huh? It's a lot of fun. So have you gone to some beautiful places because of trout? Absolutely. So, yeah, the, the Utah Cutthroat Slam. Yep. Cutthroat. See that beer? Cutthroat. Cheers, boys. Uh, yeah, there's a program called the Utah Cutthroat Slam that the mission of that slam is you catch all four native subspecies of cutthroat trout in the state of Utah, and you get a cool uh, certificate and a coin. Mm-hmm. And the money raised goes directly towards protecting and restoring cutthroat trout habitat. So... There goes uh, the cutthroat beer. <clears throat> I mean, the cutthroat beer. Cutthroat beer. Actual the fish. The actual yeah. fish, not the yeah, beer. Not the beer. Okay. The beer's named after the fish. But especially with the uh, Yellowstone cutthroat trout, I probably never would have ventured over to catch right. those fish had it not been for that program. You know, I've been up there five times. You know, I finished the slam twice, took my wife and another guy. And he's like, I would never drive over here to catch a six-inch fish. Two and a half hour drive. It's a cool place, though. Yeah, it's absolutely cool. You go up there and you can't believe that fish are living in this little creek. They actually make a living on it. They're not stocked. They're natural. Been there since forever. And they, they how they survive, it, it, it just make, you just kind of wonder. It's like, wow, this is so cool. It's a really neat story about how those fish are in there in the first place. Yeah. And I'm probably not the best person to talk about how they are there, but basically... That drain that drains into the Raft River, which drains into the Snake River, which is native uh, Yellowstone cutthroat habitat. And so every so often, not every year, those fish can make it all the way to the Snake mm-hmm. from those little tiny tiny streams. Yeah, that's amazing. If they've got a high water year, so mm. uh, we'll have to have somebody on who uh, knows a bit more. About I think we may know somebody. Are. We can do that. We know actually, a couple people. A few. Yeah. We know a few. Are we going to have to like uh, cash in our change jugs out of the car to bribe them to be on the show, or one of them maybe? Maybe okay. I hope we have. Um, we don't have enough change, but we we'll have make beer. it happen. Yeah, we, we can make it. We, we have we have a beer. We we'll offer them a free beer. We can do that. We got beer, so that's cool, man. I mean, it, it's it's been fun. I know you and I have spent a lot of time on the rivers. We've done a, we've done a couple road trips. We spent we've had some good times. We've had some we've, we've had some times on the ice. We've done we've done some pretty fun stuff. I'm glad that we're here together doing this now, continuing on with Leaky Waiters. So thanks for coming, James. I appreciate you joining this uh, venture with me. So let's get into the meat of our, our episode here. So our topic for this evening is 
traditions and superstitions. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Yeah, that's that's a deep one right there, Cole. You're not starting off light. This is good. Yeah, we're we're yeah. we're delving right into the meat of it. We're going I mean, hard and heavy. We we go in hard. We stay heavy, and we leave when we're done. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. You have. <laughs> that's what she said. Did it have a soundtrack of going brown chicken, brown cow? Something like that. Yes, there you go. <laughs> okay, we could we could probably cut that out. No way, that stays. That stays. That, stays. that could be our new soundtrack. <laughs> okay, superstitions and... Traditions. Traditions. So and let's, super- start, let's start with traditions, because I yes, feel like traditions. that's different than superstitions. Super- exactly. So, James, we've got a couple traditions... Here, I guess they kind of go both ways, don't they? Like the, there's a couple I can think of that are both. It's a tradition and a superstition. But what are some of your traditions? My traditions. Well, my I have one in my family uh, that I know was passed down from my granddad to my dad to me and down to my son. And uh, it was passed down. My granddad said it was passed down from his folks. And my my family, my my dad's side grew up in South Carolina, back in the swamps. So when a young man catches enough fish. They have to eat a fish eyeball. My granddad did it. My daddy did it. He made. They made me eat the eyeball. Made my boy eat an eyeball. And I, I know I did it with you. You did it with did me. It. We were sitting out at Pineview last year, uh, crappie fishing. And I was like, you know, Cole. I remember the look in your face. Like you, you've caught enough fish. You're like, I am. I'm not even halfway through a limit yet. No, no. You, you've, uh, you've caught enough fish. I'm going to bring you into this family tradition I have. So you looked at me kind of funny, and I reached down, and I popped the eyeball out of that crappie, and I held it out to you, and I'm like, eat it. And you're like, hell no. I'm like, man, just eat this thing. And I explained to you what it was and how much it meant. I thought I was getting bamboozled. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that to you, man. Yeah, you uh, would. <laughs> okay, maybe I would, but I, I didn't that night. You know, and I, and I, when I, after I explained it to you, you're like, oh, man, that's kind of cool. And I was like, I want to bring you in on my family tradition, man. So, uh, so you finally, uh, after a little bit, you... You consumed the eye. So tell me about that. Well, I made the mistake, and I remember that, and you know, I was both honored and disgusted. <laughs> I mean, I, it, was, it was weird. I'll tell you, it was weird. And once I realized, I'm like, this actually means a lot to him. I, shit, I guess I feel honored. I, I'll do it, whatever. It's an eyeball. I've done worse things. So I did it, and I just out of habit, just kind of popped into the thing. You and bit it was, it. I bit it, and you, I shouldn't have done that. Why was that? It was salty-ish. Uh-huh. It, it was that's the closest. Thing. It was kind of salty, kind of fishy, really fishy, mm. and not good. But I did it like a man. You did, and you didn't even throw up either. I kind of expect you to go out of the tent and puke <laughs> up eyeball, but you did, man. And I was proud of you. You wash anything down with enough beer, and it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You know, so I had, so you did that, and that, and that did mean a lot to me, you know, because we've been fishing buds and, you know, really good friends and stuff, and uh, brought you in on that. And I know this year, uh, we had a buddy of ours. Yes, we did. We did. And uh, Wait, we, past tense? No, he still uh, is. <laughs> no, he, he's, he's not he, our buddy anymore. No, he, he, he's not our friend. No, he actually is. He's, he, he, this young man's a, a really good friend of mine, and, you know, he means a lot to me. And I'm not going to mention his name, but you know who you are. So, anyway, we were out on a frozen pond one day and we were uh, catching fish actually he was catching a lot of fish he was killing it he was he was killing fish that day and catching a lot of perch and he was uh rubbing it in on me 
And I looked over at Cole in our tent. I said, how many fish he catch? Because I don't know. Called over. How many did you catch? And he told me. I was like, huh. And I fished with him quite a bit. And the kids, and the, this young man, he's quite a stick. He can catch fish. So I was like, hey, Cole, it's time. And you're like, what? And I go, it's time. So I popped a, a perch eye and held it to you. And you're like, okay. So we went over to their tent and we explained it to them and. Uh, he thought we were screwing with him. Oh, he first. did. He, he was like, man, I'm not eating this, like, you know, yeah, I'm not going to eat this. And I was like, no, man, this is thing. a serious deal. I, you know, I told him the tradition about my family and how much it meant. And you would, you told him that you'd ate one too. And uh, of course the other guy in there goes, what about me? And it's like, well, you haven't, he haven't caught enough fish yet. When you catch enough, you'll be included. Yeah. But <laughs> he goes, yeah, but what about me? Goes, no, you haven't caught enough. But anyway, you, here's what you need to do. This, this is part of, this is, this is part of being in, in my, in my inner circle. So, all of a sudden, I mean, we know this guy. He's very uh, OCD, pretty much. Is that, is, is that safe to say, OCD? I think his exact words were, I would end a friendship over glitter. Yes, he's very OCD. And that's not a stripper name either, okay? But no, then well, again, the, good argument, the, the craft supply, the craft, which I can uh, kind of get. Yeah, you know, the herpes of craft. So anyway, so anyway, so uh, so he, he he ate the eyeball, and you gave him good advice. Don't bite it. And he's he swallowed it and did it. And. I was proud of him and brought him in on that. So that, that's basically a, 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 a really meaningful family tradition that I have. And so, yeah, so that, so we have that one. What don't, about you? What, what? Don't bite it. Just swallow. Yeah. It. Just swallow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you have any traditions in your family or any, anything that you do? Uh, you know, as far as traditions go like that, uh, eating eyeballs <laughs> along those lines. No, I don't have anything like that. Um, but you know what? We've we've started a new tradition uh, here a couple years back, going to Pyramid Lake every spring. Yeah, that actually started out. Um, a good friend of mine, Bryce Adams. You know Bryce. Oh yeah, good guy. He and I were going out to the green every year, every every April. That was our that was our thing. I got him into fly fishing a few years back. He just took off with it, and just our Green River Betas Hatch craziness trip was a was game on from then. Well, social media kind of ruined that hatch for us and it got mm. over, it got really crowded and we kind of got bummed out almost like it was still fun, but it was just, there were so many fucking people. And so the following year, you know, he got involved with some business stuff and he got busy on that end and he couldn't make the trip. And some, some of our other buddies, we decided let's go to Pyramid Lake. And so we kind of started up that tradition and then he joined us the following year. Bryce did. And now we're going again. Oh, yeah, here uh, very weeks. very soon. I'm so I'm excited. still tying flies. I know. And yeah, that that's like the new thing. That's the biggest tradition I have, and that's something yeah. I look forward to every year. And I've got a couple weird little. Uh, I guess they'd be more tradition than superstition. Like if I ever go fish up past Morgan on the Weber, okay, uh, Taggart, Hennifer, anywhere that direction on my way back. I always stop. I did that, Brandon. I did that thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, <laughs> I just. But now you know. Now, now, yeah, know. now you know. Okay. It excites me. <laughs> <laughs> it was anytime I go fishing up that direction, I always stop at the 7 Eleven off the Morgan exit and get a, a cheeseburger bite. Do you know what a cheeseburger bite is? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't had one yet. A cheeseburger bite is a hot dog made like a hamburger no way it's a it's a long skinny hot dog hamburger thing it looks like it something you shouldn't eat 
But you throw that thing on a bun, a little mustard, and that, that's just what I do on my way back. Every time I go that direction. Oh, wow. Every time. Every time. Every time. If I don't, I lose sleep that night. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go back. Emily, it's two o'clock in the morning. I gotta get my, I gotta get my burger. Gotta go to the 7 yeah. Eleven. Yeah. No, it's just a thing I do. I noticed that I was, I did it a couple times and I had really great trips the following time up. Yeah. And so that just started it and it's been in place for years now. Yeah. And I've got a couple of friends who think I'm psychotic. You, you think you, you got to pass this on to your kids now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You think yeah. that's bad? Remember when we first started going up to Pine View? We're driving up 12th Street, and yeah. there's the waving bear. The and I'm bear. like, Cole, wave at the bear. And you're like, What? Wave at the bear. It's good luck. If yeah. we don't wave at the bear, it's bad luck. And you're like, What are you talking about? Well, just wave at the bear. I'll tell you. Now that came from my brother Jeff, who was, uh, was at the time was really big in the uh, boating community. And he said every time they went and boated Ogden River. They wave at the bear. It's just a good luck sign. He goes, guys who don't wave, swim. So after that, every time I go fishing up Ogden, you know, South Fork, North Fork, Middle Fork, whatever, it's always wave at the bear. And I have passed that on to other people as well. Spread it because it's true. It works. It, it works. It's a good luck deal. You wave at the bear. I'm, I've forgot to wave at the bear a few times and I've caught no fish on Pineview. That's funny. Yeah. You just wave at the bear. It's like a chainsaw log art. Kind art of, something you see in Jackson Hole for sale, yeah. you know. The front it's, yard. Front yard bear. Front yard. Yeah. So you know, you know what it is. I know right where it's at. Yeah. Oh. Do you see, wave at it? Yeah. I didn't know. So I'll you wave do. at it now. If you're going up there fishing, it. you always yeah. wave. If you go to the canyon, you have to wave for good luck. If you don't. Uh, you know, bad juju, man. I'm going to fall off my paddleboard. Is you what's going to happen. Fall off the paddleboard. <laughs> you're going to get bit by a tiger muskie. I don't know. It happens it, all the time. It happens. I mean, it does. You know, three kids got bit last year. They're keeping it quiet. So, yeah. You, Are you, you serious? Yeah. No. Really? Oh. No. Okay. So Maybe. No. <laughs> you don't. You never know. Do you want to see pictures? Well, I've never heard. I have pictures. Do you want to see them? Yes, I do. Show me later. I'll show you later. Yeah. Okay, show me later. Wait. <laughs> They're going to be fish bite pictures. That's the only ones I'm showing. I'm not sharing yeah. my good stuff. Yeah, no, not the good. Yeah. Okay. Fish, yeah. Okay, I'll show you fish pictures. All right. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, you know, waving at the bears is, 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 is a, I don't know, superstition slash tradition, but I do know that if you don't wave at the bear, it's bad luck. So I get, what would that fall into then? Is it tradition or is it superstition? Are you doing it because it's just what you do or are you doing it out of fear? You know, I think it's kind of both. It's a tradition. You always, you do it every time you do it. But if you don't, I think it's I to say it's a superstition superstition. Yeah. I think it could be, you know, a foot on each side of the fence on that one. You always do it. So it's traditional, but it's a superstition that if I don't do it, it's not like you okay. have a Christmas morning opening presents because Santa Claus, because you're afraid Krampus will eat your soul. The yeah. Next day pretty if much. You don't. That's now a tradition. Listen, now listen, I've actually made it all the way up the Canyon, forgot the way of the bear, go to the Oaks, turned around, Went back to the bear, parked in front of it, sat and waved at it for a minute, and then went back and apologized for not waving. You were at the end of the canyon. If you turn around at the Oaks, you're out, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. There's like I, one turn. I have pulled out of the, at the yeah. Oaks to go back to wave at the bear. This guy takes his traditions or superstitions, whichever, more serious than anybody I've ever Dude, met. Dude, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it was that bad, but you take it more serious than anyone I know. Well, you know what? Because it's... Because it's true. Bananas. No, we're not. Okay. We're going to go. Talk bananas. Are, are, are we going to bananas? We're going to bananas. We're going to do that. Let's go there. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> James has this thing about bananas. You don't eat a banana if you're going fishing with me. You, you, don't, you don't bring a banana. Mention oh, bananas. We don't eat this. anything yeah. with bananas. No bananas whatsoever. No you, banana you, on the boat. Don't even eat banana Shh, bread. Dude, no muffins. Even. If it has banana in it, you don't, you don't do it with me. I will. 
I will throw down with you. When we went to Pyramid last year, we're talking about, hey, what are we going to cook? And I said, listen, I'll eat, I'll eat 10 pounds of peanut butter and a case of Ritz crackers. I don't care. Just no fucking bananas. And everybody's like, oh, I'm bringing bananas. Dude, you understand. I'll whip your ass if you bring bananas on this trip. Well, there's, there's got to be a reason. What's the reason? It's well, an old, it's an old, it, it's an old, old superstition deal. Yeah, old boat. It's an old, it's, it goes back to when they used to do the banana boats. When they would sail down to get the bananas, they could go a little slower. The guys were catching fish uh, off the boats when they loaded bananas on the boat and they're coming back. They had to travel a little faster uh, so the bananas wouldn't spoil. Well, the sailors, they weren't really educated. So they're like, hey, as soon as we got the bananas on the boat, we quit catching fish. We have to go on too fast. But they did it, understood it as we have bananas on the boat, we can't catch fish. No fish, yeah. No fish. And it's also bad luck because every time bananas float, when a ship would sink, uh, bananas would float on the ocean. So they come by and go, well, that boat had bananas on it, and so they sunk. Well, other boats sunk, but they didn't see anything on the, on the, on the ocean surface to show that where it had sunk. So sailors were extremely superstitious. They figured no bananas, bananas on the boat, we're not going to catch fish and we'll sink. You go to Alaska to a guide trip, they will have signs, no bananas beyond this point. No bananas. No bananas. If you're wearing Fruit of the Loom underwear, they'll cut the tag off. Google bananas on a boat. There's one on there where a guy's eating a banana on a charter boat. The first mate comes up, about knocks this guy out to grab the bananas and throw them off, the bananas off the boat. Bad juju. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about our buddy Seabiscuit. I took Seabiscuit and another dude fishing one day, and they know how I am about bananas. They pick me up at the house. We stop at Maverick. He gets a Couric drink. It's something, something in banana juice. He knows how I feel. Mm. We're not five minutes away. He shows mm. it to me. Because mm-hmm. like, it's funny. Because he thinks it's yeah, funny. Yeah. I'm about to throw it out the window. But then I have to listen to him whine and cry and be a little bitch all day. So I, I figure, okay, let's drink it. I take him to a lake where it's right after ice off. We should be railing fish. Three hours. We couldn't, we couldn't buy a fish. Then we drive over to Strawberry. Ice off. Perfect time. Guys coming in the shop, man, we're catching fish here at the ladders. Just the fishing's phenomenal right now. So we pull in there. Guys are catching. We're seeing people catch fish. We show up. Everybody stops. The fishing action stops. People leave. We stood in the water at Strawberry at Ice Off for two and a half hours. Couldn't catch a cold. Okay. We drive home, and it's like, because you and your, you and your banana juice is why we didn't do it. Right. So I have a picture of him holding the deal, that the can of juice of... A big fat zero. A big fat zero going, yeah. this is what you get. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very particular about bananas. So there was, a, there was another time that, uh, yeah, you know where this is headed. I don't know exactly where this is headed. So there were some people that were from out of town. Uh, it was my sister-in-law, someone she worked with. And she said, hey, I've got this uh, coworker of mine. She's coming into town. Her husband's into fishing. Would you mind just taking him out some, you know, somewhere? Like, yeah, cool, sure, whatever. So James comes with us. And we take them to a couple spots where it's it's stupid easy to catch fish normally. You, we didn't even see anything. So, I mean, we fished in one spot for like an hour or so, and then it just wasn't working out. So we got in the car, relocated to a different place. Same thing. And we're just walking down the trail. There are no fish in this river. We are not seeing any fish. So we were seeing nothing. Nothing. So we're walking down the trail, and I'm just being a smart ass in my head. And I go, hey, uh, hey, Carly, you don't have any bananas on you, do you? And she goes, yeah, I do. Why? Do you want one? 
And James stops dead in his tracks and goes, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, like, you seriously have bananas with you? She's like, yeah, yeah, I've got like a bunch of them in my backpack. Do you want one? Boy, she looked at me like and, I have lost my mind. And I'm like, you need to get rid of those right now. And James like, you throw those in the woods. You pitch them out there right now. And she was cool with it. She was like, what? And he's like, no, seriously, it's a bad, that's why we're not seeing any fish. And so she was cool. She threw all of her bananas in the woods. Oh my God. We went on our way and we still didn't see any fish. And we tell her, you know, about the banana superstition and everything and how you can't even wear shirts that have fruit of the loom thing, like nothing. So that night she texts me and goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We got back to our, uh, our room and I took everything off and I was wearing a Banana Republic shirt. We were oh screwed from shit. the get-go. She's like, no I believe, way. I believe. Oh my God, that's so Really, funny. that was the time that yeah. made me like, I believe. Oh, oh yeah. Believe. yeah. But you know, <laughs> I can't really get mad at her. I mean, she didn't understand it. Oh, she, she was cool she, with it. She, she, she was she totally no cool, idea. but they, they, they didn't know the deal. She apologized for a Banana Republic shirt. Was that yes. just a brand? That's not a banana. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. No bananas. If you're going to fish with me, no bananas. I when just, we went up to the green for Bryson's bachelor party, and I bought that big thing, a trail mix, oh, and there yeah, was banana yeah. chips in it, and I had no idea. And we were standing around, and I'm just like snacking on this thing, and I realized it, and I'm like, oh, shit. And James and these guys are like, what? And Bryson knew. I had Bryson to- saw it, and he's like, oh, no. And you weren't you I weren't had, up to the part, and it's like I'm allergic to pineapple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you were saying you're a pineapple. I'm like, well, that's cool. Of course, I was half. You're okay. <laughs> you need to like an epipen. I'm like, no, 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 I'll just go put this away before you see what's in here. Yeah, you walked off. I was like, man, is he gonna be all right? Are we are we gonna need to take him to the doctor? And they're like, no, it'll. it'll everybody else, everybody had, everybody knew was in on it except me. I was absolutely clueless until after the trip. And they all knew, and no one said a word. Yeah, they weren't I telling don't know me how anything. you didn't figure. Yeah, they it didn't out. tell me. I was like pineapple. And I was like, when you walk back in the cabin, dude, are you gonna be okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll be okay. I'm fine. All right, man. man. I hope you're all right. You know, geez, allergic to pineapples. That sucks. Pineapples are good. Pineapples are good, and I yeah. eat them all the time. Yeah, and I'm not allergic to them. So what about uh, what about uh, good luck charms? Do you have any good luck charms that you carry with you, or do, or, or anything you do for good luck, other than waving at the bear, like when you're getting ready to fish or when you're fishing? Waving at the bear, that's kind of a new thing I do. Uh, something I started a few years back was my wedding ring here. It kind of slides off my finger real easy. And so something I started doing was putting it in the, I've got a pouch right here on my vest, and I stick it in that pouch. And if I leave it in the car, it sucks. So I have to put it in there. Oh, yeah. And I carry yeah. it with me. And I've told my wife that. I said, because she used to get pissed. Like, why do you keep taking your ring off? I was like, if I get my hands wet, it just slides right off and I don't want to lose it. And so I told her, I said, if I ever drown in the river and they find my body, my ring is in this pouch. Oh, It'll okay. be there. And she's like, oh, that's actually sweet. And I'm like, yeah, I know it is. Dude, you make brownie <laughs> points. <laughs> so now she, she gets it because she's like, why do you keep taking it off? Because like, I don't want to lose it. Dude, no. You are a very smart man. You know, I carry uh, my wife, you know, like I said, Bless her heart. I love her to death. She bought me a set of really nice nippers one time about five years ago. So I wear, a, wear them on a lanyard with my uh, forceps. So if I'm doing anything, if I'm going fishing, teaching fishing, if I'm on a river or a lake, taking the drift boat out, taking people, whatever, I, if I'm, even if I'm not fishing, I, I wear my lanyard. Yeah. I forgot it twice. 
Uh, went up with a friend of mine and his wife up to American Falls. I couldn't find it. I lost my lanyard. I didn't have it that day. Jen caught a lot of nice fish. I snagged the bottom. I didn't have my lanyard with me, but I, I always have it on me. It's just first, it's a, I put it on when I walk out the door and I take it off when I get on, but it's, you, you see me wear it all the time. Every yeah. time we go, I've always got this lanyard on, and, but I, it's just, it's just my good, it's like, it's like my uh, rabbit's foot. Everyone's got, everyone's got to have a rabbit's foot. Oh yeah. So I'm here right now on superstitionsonline.com and they have a whole section devoted to fish. So some good luck omens. Good luck, bring you good mojo, voodoo, whatever you want to call it. Uh, throw back the first fish you catch. Absolutely. Then you'll be lucky the whole day fishing. Yes. See, as fly fishermen who primarily catch and release, boom, we cover that one. Um, a fish should always be eaten from the head towards the tail. Really? Didn't I, know that. I didn't know that either. So those are good luck omens. Which is a very short list. That's it. <laughs> very short list. Like, well, that's all you can do for good luck. But bad luck, man, they've got a whole bunch of them. Uh, changing rods during fishing. A woman stepping over your fishing rod. It's a bad luck. No kid. Woman stepping over your rod. What if, what if she steps over her, her own rod? Then I guess yeah. she brings herself good luck? luck? Or does it cancel each other out? Yeah, maybe. Oh. Perhaps. Uh, casting bait without spitting on it. That's something I'm going to try now. Gonna I'm going to spit on my fly. You're going to spit on it. Big. You know what? You know, my my like mind that. is running in 30 different directions. Is that bait fishing right at that point? I don't know. Is that, is that chumming? <laughs> it might be. Now, here's something that a lot of fly fishermen are guilty of. Asking a fisherman how many bites he has had. Mm. Mm. Yep. Uh, baiting a hook using your left hand, placing a net in the water before a catch has been made, sitting on an upturned bucket. Don't sit on buckets, people. A right-handed fisherman casting over his left shoulder. That's awkward. Um, okay, here's one. It's bad luck to say the word pig while fishing. Pig. 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 Hog. Really? Don't, don't say that's according to this list. And I feel like if it's on the internet, it's true. Well, you know, anything you read there is absolutely true. There's a law about that. I think so. Man, they have a bunch of, a lot of these seem like old, uh, like maritime. Anything on bananas on that? Yeah. Or how to counter a bad banana trip. You know, like, can you witchcraft it out if somebody accidentally brought a banana? Oh, yeah. It's real simple. You turn around and go home and go another day. <laughs> you simple. go golf. Go golfing. That point. Apparently, all you can do is throw back a first catch you fish and eat the fish from the head towards the tail, and that's all the good that's stuff you can do. Yeah. You Aside from that, you're screwed. Do you ever kiss your fish? Oh, yeah. You give it tongue? And then some. Then some. Yeah. I did that one time. It was kind of fishy. Had got a bug stuck in my tooth, you know? I've got a video of you doing that. Oh, yeah, you do. We sure. will not mention that. That will never be shown. <laughs> no way. Not in this day and age. No, no. <laughs> no, I did kiss that fish. Yeah, you did. Well, everybody, I think that probably well does us for this evening. But thank you so much for joining us. And James, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're here, buddy. Man, I'm glad we're here together doing this. Uh, check us out on Facebook at Leaky Waiters. Pot, Leaky Waiters Leaky Pod Waiters on Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook, Leaky we are on Facebook. Is it Leaky Waiters or Leaky Waiters Podcast? It's Leaky Waiters Podcast. Nice. And uh, check us out over that. Leave us comments, suggestions, critique, 
call us names. We don't care. Well, our, uh, our skin is so fucking so thick. thick. We don't and care. I should mention too, for those of you who are fans or who liked the Bug Huckers page, go like the. It's a separate page. Like we didn't take the old one and make it new. It's a new one. So you got to go like actually like the Leaky Waiters page exactly to catch these podcasts. And then also we'll, we have a, a, a Leaky Waiters on uh, Instagram as well. So find us there. Yep. And uh, and stay up with these guys. So we're going every other week, twice a month. Leaky Waiters podcast. Gear reviews, guests, fun, good times. It's all coming your way. Sweet. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Keep your waiters leaky. Mm-hmm.